Oh god. I'm back! Is it really just the four of us? Alex isn't even here for real. He's just pretending. <laughs> You've been tricked. I'm here. Oh, uh, I've been tricked. We've all been tricked. I, I tricked you. Just cancel On purpose. the podcast. Oh, God. Just cancel it? Yeah, it's over. All right, thanks for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Perfect. Shortest podcast of my life. Probably our best <laughs> one. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Most enjoyed by listeners, for sure. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Oh, oh it's gosh. over already? Yay. <laughs>
you get into doing some expert level songs and you play it for an hour, you're definitely going to be sweating and burning some calories. And so, if you do play Beat Saber, you got to check out Believer because that's the best track that exists oh in that game. Have Imagine you played Dragons, Believer? So good. It's good. Have you played so Justin Timberlake's good. song? What the heck is it? Can't it's from Troll. Stop the Feeling? Yes. No. Oh, yes? Yes. No, I haven't played it. Oh, you're missing out. Can't judge all that song. That song is the best until you play JT's song. Hmm. Uh, that's enough about me. Caleb, what have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing a few things. Uh, I finished 999 a while ago, which is... I don't remember the order. Nine hours, nine persons, nine rooms. Is that right? Nine Jake? doors. Nine oh. doors. This is the There's thing more you played a while back, right, Jake? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's like a mix between a visual novel and a escape room game. I guess, right? Yeah, no, pretty much. That's the best way to put it. With some Sudoku it's pretty cool. in there. <laughs> For <laughs> some reason, so they've changed that. Probably smart. I mean, I don't think it's much better than Sudoku. But okay. They did change the puzzle still. But it's got some uh, cool like escape room puzzles and uh, some pretty interesting story stuff. Pretty cool. Uh, I've been playing some Dauntless with people. Uh, it's, it's okay. What is There's not Dauntless? a whole lot of variety in Dauntless, it seems like. It's a four-person Monster Hunter game. Okay. I mean, that, and that's is pretty there, much it. Is there a game called Monster Hunter that is very similar? Yeah, Monster Hunter. Okay. <laughs> Monster Hunter is like a super popular series in Japan that is just starting to kind of penetrate the Western market, I feel. Yeah, yeah. the first one that's going to be on PC comes out in a couple months on PC. Oh, in a couple World. weeks, you mean. Couple weeks. Oh wow! Even like a week and a half. It's PC's oh, first release here, or is it released on console? First it's Monster first... Hunter to ever be released on PC, I believe. There you go. Oh, okay. Uh, I've also been playing. I actually finished Prey Moon Crash. Uh, Wait, which you can was... you can finish that? Yeah. So there's like there's five characters, mm-hmm. and each one has special objectives you have to complete first, and then they unlock a sort of like a story mission. Um, that you complete for them, and once you've completed all five of those, and you escape with all five people in a single run, you complete, like, the meta story. Which is, like, you're a person, and you go into the simulation to play these different characters, and your goal is to, like, find out all of the secrets of these characters for I this company you, that you work for. I swear, you could have a YouTube channel specifically for completionists of rogu- roguelike games. <laughs> <laughs> like, nothing else, I feel like you you played a like full completion except for roguelikes yeah a lot of them but it's it's really good if you like prey if you like roguelikes you'll love prey moon crash because it's great we saw a headline the other day that was like why is nobody talking about this prey moon crash is like the best dlc to come to any game in years <laughs> i mean it is really good they're not wrong but i don't i don't know about best in years i don't know I don't play a lot of DLC. To be as fair. far as yeah. like the DLC specifically, like it, it, you you said you're in a simulation, but I mean, is it um, in like a completely different environment than the base game? Yeah, so you're on you're on the moon. Uh, okay, yeah, like a moon yeah. Base. I, I figured that since it was called Moon Crash, yeah, makes a lot of sense. You're really. on a moon base. Well, okay, you're on like a satellite orbiting a, orbiting the moon, and then you crash, and you go into sim- a simulation of these different people who were on the moon base when things went down. Ah, and wait. So, so you go into the simulation different... as the main character in the game, and you're playing as these other characters on the planet no, when you're things a went down. Different character entirely. Okay. And you go into a simulation of also entirely different characters. Oh my god! <laughs> Interesting. 
No one in the main game is in Moon Crash. Okay. It's just yeah. it's just a different game. I mean, yeah. It's, I mean, it's got all the prey mechanics that you want. All the but Bioshock mechanics that you want? <laughs> all of the Dishonored mechanics you would want, I think would be a better <laughs> way to say it. Because, man, this game is so much like Dishonored and Bioshock. Yes. Uh, I've also been playing Enter the Gungeon with Jake. Yeah. I've played quite a bit of it at this point. And apparently there's like an overarching story-ish thing, yeah. which is cool. Uh, we found out about that not too long ago, and we haven't succeeded on a single part of it yet. Oh, we wow. were so freaking close, though. Oh, my gosh. We did we did get all the way to the person that we have to give the item to, but Jake, playing the co-op character, bought the item at my suggestion, and we got to the lady, and she was like, I'm not talking to you. I don't talk to you. So I, as the protagonist, talked to her, and she was like, you didn't bring me anything I want. And he's holding the item in his inventory. Yeah, so the co-op's a little bit janky. <laughs> like, legitimately made it all the way to the last floor without dying since I picked up that item. And then to have the person who needs it go, no, 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 no. You don't count. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it seems like co-op is a, is a, a, like a big afterthought yeah. for the game. Which is not great, but it's fine. You still get to play with, with your friends. Yeah, it's but now we like... have to rely on you to get the items there, which, like... Yeah, it's not great. Funny. <laughs> 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 not great. I mean, it sounds like it's much better co-op than, like, Binding of Isaac is co-op. Well, yeah, because you're an actual character. Yes. Like, for, for as much as I like Binding of Isaac, that co-op sucks. Yeah, it's pretty what terrible. Is it's co-op? I didn't even know it had co-op. You play as, like, a... A baby. a baby, a little baby familiar. I love this. Yes, <laughs> continue. <laughs> you fly around and you shoot things, and you shoot in a different way based on which baby you have. Oh and you have God. one heart that you take from the player. Yeah. And you can take damage. And you can respawn after you die by taking another heart from the player. But you yeah, also this can't... sounds awesome. You also can't no. interact with anything in the game. Like all you do you is can't pick shoot. up any items. Nothing. But you can be a baby. You can be a baby. It kind of reminds me of, um, I mean, there's clearly more mechanics, but Hyper Life Drifters uh, co-op mechanics, because you can't really right. interact with anything in the game. All you can do is attack enemies. So you feel kind of useless when you're the second player. Mm. You do the same thing where you take health from the main character to come right. back to. Right. Yeah, Binding of Isaac's multiplayer is so bad. Yeah. But enter the gungeon. You're a full character. You can pick up items. You, you share like gold and keys and whatnot. Okay. Great. Jake, what have you been playing? I have been playing old games. I started playing Kingdom Hearts 1 because I finished Birth by Sleep. That's the name of the PSP one. Uh, that game is not as difficult as I remember it being. <laughs> For some reason, I think when I was a child, I, was, I had some allergic reaction to using potions. Because the early uh, game is way easier than I remember it ever being. Uh, but it's it's still fun. It's still good. And then I started picking up Persona 3 again. That's on PS2. It's <laughs> also the third time? still good. Uh, well, I keep getting into Persona, and then it's like, man, that's a big game. And so then I kind of fall off of it. But I've been getting back into it. Uh, those games have a really good soundtrack. I recently put them all on my phone, and I've just been listening to them all. Not quite nonstop, but like a lot. It's a pretty good jam. Uh, I feel like I just saw 
uh, Persona Six meme. Oh, I think it had to do with Interstellar and like being stuck on the planet where their um, their their time dilation or their time time dilation, yeah, is different than everybody else, and so they just sit around and wait on Persona Six to come out because it's <laughs> yeah, it sounds about <laughs> right. <laughs> Did you see the movie details post about that scene where like in the music, there's like this constant ticking sound and each tick is a day passing on earth. If you match up the time scales. What? Okay. That just, that makes that scene even better. (laughs) I forgot to send that the other day. I thought it was cool. Uh, Hi Alex. What have you been playing? Um, a couple things. I've been checking out this new hotness, new battle royale hotness called Islands of Nine. Is it really the new hotness, though? Uh, it was like the new popular battle royale for a while at the top of the Steam charts and everything. Um, I don't know. It's cool. It's it's more PUBG than Fortnite, which is better. <laughs> I think. <laughs> and Some uh, people. it's. It's a lot say, faster. I hope your like, brother's not in the room. <laughs> His ears are bleeding. It's, it's a lot faster. It's like, I feel like those games are like 10 minutes, 15 minutes maybe. Wow. I think they're 10 or 15 minutes because we die pretty quickly. Wow. Yeah, but also when we die, it's like the last 15 people alive or something. Let's, let's, let's talk for one second about the best part of that game, which is the fact that in the loading lobby, you're just playing gun game from Call of Duty. Yeah. Until you so, load into the actual game. Like PUBG or whatever, you like stand around and stare at each other. Sometimes you punch each other in the face for like a minute while you're waiting for the game to load in. Sometimes in this you make big snicks. Yeah, sometimes you make big snicks. <laughs> 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 this game, you, ha- you start, you load into the lobby and you just have a pistol or like a little pea shooter pistol and you run around trying to kill everybody so that you can get better guns and just play gun game while you're waiting to actually start the battle royale. And uh, in- on top of that, there's this one area of the starting like loading lobby that's a jump puzzle. And I haven't beat it yet because I've only got like a minute to try to do it. But and people keep shooting you. No, you that area you that can't room. shoot. Ah, okay. It's pretty cool. Like a little side activity while you're waiting. That area, no one would ever. <laughs> no, that would be horrible. <laughs> no one would ever finish it. I want to know what's at the end of the jump puzzle, but I haven't looked it up and I haven't ever made it. So. Um. Also, been playing a bunch of Hollow Knight at the suggestion of Caleb. Um, I I played and finished Ori in the Blind Forest and then Caleb was like have you played Hollow Knight? You should play Hollow Knight and I was like I I don't know maybe and then I I, started playing it (laughs) wait did we play uh, like a small portion of Hollow Knight in like a in a bundle yes Yes. Okay. Okay. I will say that small portion not the best Hollow Knight has to offer yeah, debatably okay. the worst. I Hollow mean, has I, offer. I mean, I as did the guy like... who was the hardest, probably on Hollow Knight, if memory serves. I came back to it and I like that game a lot. It's really good. It's very good. Like once you get past that first hurdle of I don't know where to go or what to do, it gets really, really good. Mm-hmm. They freaking drop you in that game with no direction whatsoever. I feel you like don't, you don't even have a map. I yeah, feel no. like we had this exact conversation when we used to do Humble Monthly Bundle Rumble, and that was out. I think that was the mm-hmm. one thing we talked about was that no one knew where to go. Yep. It's very frustrating. And that's the part they chose to show off in that demo, which baffles me because... <laughs> <Very> <laughs> I think, wasn't it like early access when we got it? 
So it, it wasn't a demo. demo. It was no, just, it was. I think it was just the demo. Was it? It was a demo. It was like it was an limited. hour long demo. You couldn't play the whole thing. Really should have started you with a map, my dudes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like looking back, I can be like, oh, that was a really cool thing they did. But at the time, I was for sure like, yo, fuck this. I don't know where to go. These bugs keep killing me. I don't know which way is forward. Right. Yep. Uh, it gets way, way better. For it sure. Yeah, really, really good. It, it was a sneak peek in their February Humble Monthly Bundle. I don't even know what that means. I don't know. <laughs> it was the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Interactive trailer. You felt like you were playing. <laughs> yeah, and you start um, with no abilities, and you get the ability to get almost no abilities in that small demo. Yeah, no. And that's without having dash. It's not great. It's not a lot of fun without Dash. Okay, I don't remember what this game was like. I remember the graphics, but how does the game play? I mean, action platformer. Okay, action platformer. Perfect. Yeah. So Metroidvania, very much Metroid if you will. Vania. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you, you get a Dash, you get a wall jump, you, you, know, you start getting some abilities, start flying through the maps, murdering fools. You All the art's super forward. good. <laughs> which also helps tremendously like the mapping system is actually really cool because it drops you in with no direction whatsoever but then you meet this guy that like is a cartographer and he draws maps and you buy a map off of him and then you go buy a quill from like his wife and then as you travel around you're basically mapping out the area but you don't add the parts that you travel through until you like rest at a bench and you like pull out your quill and map it out so I don't know it's really interesting also once you get that freaking wall jump, you can move through levels oh, so yeah. much faster. It's it's great. Is it like the level's built for it? Is also, it linear? I mean, are you like bouncing no, around? Okay. No, and no, no you can go. There's a lot of places you can go. It is Metroidvania to the extreme. Okay, yeah, I don't even know that I've ever even played Metroidvania. Basically, uh, this means like you travel through places and you get to a spot and you're like, well, there's no way I can pro progress that way. I'll probably get a power that'll let me do that later. And then yeah. you have to run all the way back. And then, not, and then you go like somewhere traveling. else. It's just... Oh, uh, there's fast travel. Okay. Yeah, there is. There's a subway. <laughs> there also, is a I figured out subway. The... That's kind of a joke. <laughs> it's basically <laughs> like, a subway. It's basically... Yeah. I figured like out the for... best way to fast travel. It's you sit on a bench. And then you never sit on a bench again until you want to go back to that bench you just sat on. And then you start and you quit and it'll save oh your progress. Oh my god. And you can tell them <laughs> back to the bench. <laughs> That's unacceptable. It's great. Stupid. So I started playing it. Caleb had already beaten it like a long time ago. And then I was playing it and he was like, this makes me want to play it. So then he started playing it again, but he's playing it on the permadeath mode. Oh my god, you maniac. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just waiting to play it on Switch when it finally comes out. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> the joke there is we were talking about it, and Caleb was like, oh, yeah, it comes out on Switch in, like, two months. And I was like, I'm playing it on Switch now. It came out, like, last <laughs> month. What are you talking about? Damn, he also tried telling me. us that there was going to be a DLC that added multiplayer coming out next month. Hey, the internet and that was a lie, again. too. <laughs> Do you just believe everything that you read on the internet? No, not everything. <laughs> just most things. <laughs> I mean, if I see something about a video game, I usually assume, yeah, that's probably accurate. What's funny most about of the that? Time they are that multiplayer thing. That was like an April Fool's joke. <laughs> yeah, it's July. <laughs> I don't know how he got that. It's probably the same way Owen texted me one day and was like, "Dude, they added a new Doki Doki Literature Club expansion with secret endings." Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was like, "Owen, no, they didn't." <laughs> like, I can look at it on Steam. They didn't. It was a joke post where they did the Doki Doki um by ea with all the 
loot boxes. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Yeah. it's pretty great. Yeah. It's pretty That's good. But Owen looked at the title and t- texted me. I was uh-huh. like, oh my god, get hype. And I was like, oh, and you're so dumb. Hey, at least watch the entire video first. So that's true. <laughs> uh, I figured we should also talk for at least a second, since we, well, I guess not all of us in here, but some of us played Paladins this weekend. Paladins? Freaking, I can't Why? believe I'm about to say we played What's Paladins. No, but can no. you explain to me the Freaking reason? played Paladins. I don't All of us played Paladins. Of Alex's suggestion. It's always Jake. Alex. Like a funny joke. Uh, me, me, Chad, and uh, Travis. Well, first of all, how, this is how this happened. <laughs> I, I see Story Travis time. launch something on Steam called Black Squad. Mm. Never heard of that video game before. It's free to play. So I download it and then launch it also. And then he joins Mumble and he's like, <laughs> I'm going to play this awesome game together. It's a game's terrible, first of all. <laughs> it's a free to play uh, FPS multiplayer game. Um, basically, it's Call of Duty, maybe with a, like a little bit of CS:GO in it, and but like worse, like if you could imagine that. Um, so we got bored of that real quick, and then we were like, "What else could we play?" And I was like, well, "Let's just play Paladins. That's a different free-to-play multiplayer FPS game." That's terrible. And I actually like also. it. It's a good game. So <laughs> yeah, I believe me. You. And, me, Travis, and my brother. I'll start playing that and then Caleb gets on at some point and he was going to play Hollow Knight or something but we're like hey play Paladins and he's like alright whatever so he downloads it and then Aaron gets on and he's like why are you all playing Paladins what is this and then I was like you should download it then he downloads it and then all of a sudden we've got like a full team playing Paladins and we're just winning we're just winning nonstop. we win every round it's because no one can victor better than I can victor that's (laughs) why Aaron plays one character yeah, he yeah, plays, because I he was told to play. Well, I have played a lot of characters before because Alex and I played this back in the day when it kind of came out mm-hmm. uh, before Overwatch because it is, you know, the OG Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Travis mentioned <laughs> at some point you can't play a different character until you lose with that one. So, of course, Aaron took that to heart. And so he just <laughs> plays that one character every game and we still every haven't game. lost. That's freaking right. We haven't. Um. You do play against bots until you get level five in that game. So just Why? for people what? to be aware that we know we're not just facing bots at this point. Okay, we're not <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah, they make you play bots until level five for some reason. It's pretty dumb. That's incredibly dumb, but okay. But yeah, then we start playing against real people, and we're still winning. Really, the most interesting thing about that is every time Overwatch introduces a character, it's clearly because they cloned it from something that Paladins had done. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, we all know the OG Paladins. OG, OG. That game is ridiculous. And the there's fact that... so many characters in that game where you're like, all right, this is just this character from Overwatch, or this is these two characters from Overwatch, or this character from Overwatch was split into these two characters in Paladins. Really it's always wish, like one of those three. I really wish they would have just like taken that to the next level and named their characters like only slightly different than the names of oh characters in Overwatch. Like they had like McGee. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that'd be pretty good. No, just thinking Soldier 47. Yeah, Soldier <laughs> Yes. See, that would have been that had just been perfect. The fact that and I know we've talked about this in the podcast before, but the fact that they came out with a post I don't know. It it must have been was it 6 months after Overwatch came out? Something like that. And they were just like, "Yeah, so you know, 
we designed this game and then Overwatch came out and we were like, oh, we, you know, we can't make it just like Overwatch. So when we released the game, it was a little different. But then we were like, you know what? We should go back to our original idea, which we had before Overwatch, which was essentially to make a game just like Overwatch. <laughs> then freaking all of this hype on Battle Royales comes out and they decide they're going to go ahead and release a Battle Royale for Paladins, which is it still called Paladins Realm Royale or something? I think it's just called Realm Morale now. Realm Morale? Okay. I swear, if they come out with a post and they were like, so, one of the other original concepts we had for our game was to make a Battle Royale game. That would be... No, I just want them to do that all the way. Like, yeah, we were originally going to make a game called Call of Duty Black Ops 3. <laughs> <laughs> like, just completely lean into it. Uh, there's something interesting about Paladins. You can't change your character during a game. Wait, what? Yeah, you also have well, a the horse. primary difference. You do which have is a horse. really the main difference. I mean, in that... some maps, you have plus a horse. there's that guy Alfonso. He's oh, got this yeah. big shield. <laughs> totally different than anybody. <laughs> plus, yeah, even Victor. I mean, like you can definitely tell that he was the original design for Soldier Forty Seven Seventy Six, because you know he's got a gun. He can aim down the sights. One of his abilities is just to sprint. Um, but you know, where, where soldier 76 definitely took a, a turn in the road was when they decided to do, you know, precision aiming auto aim because the original concept, uh, was just to drop bombs from the sky. Yep. Yep. It's perfect. But don't worry. There is a character in the game who does have auto aim. That's true. Oh. Well, that's good. Yeah. But he's it's not McCree. his ultimate. It's just like oh, one wait, of his it's abilities. It's tracer. It's... Yeah, sure. Dude, tracer has it. It's like right click. Like, is an auto aim attack that just shoots yeah. the closest person to him. Yeah. That sounds yeah. really good. You should use that like a lot. That's <laughs> like a thousand damage over a second and a half. And there's a sniper in the game. I don't remember her name, but I'm pretty sure she get doesn't she give like oversight? Like you can see all the characters on the map with mm. one of her abilities. That's interesting. Uh, that's the bow girl. Oh, that's bow girl. Oh, that's right. Totally girl. different. Totally yeah. different. Yeah, totally different. Exactly. Freaking different game. Yeah, so we played Paladins, and I feel guilty about that. That game is it's terrible, fun, man. It's so bad. Um, speaking of things that are like original OG um, uh, Overwatch, I was I, I sent this uh, image to a couple of you guys this last week oh, yeah. where I was sitting at a just local barrio, like Mexican restaurant down the street, and they were playing on ESPN the Overwatch. I guess I didn't know at the time, but I guess it was the final game for their championship series. Uh, it was one of the last two. It was the they go in sets of three, best of three. And okay. It was the first one of those three. Do you know? Did they? I mean, did they broadcast the entire series, or were they just doing the uh, championship they broadcasted round? Broadcasted on ESPN three, Disney XD, some other thing that I don't remember. But the finals, I mean, weren't on ESPN three. I, I mean, this this was belief a, they were they were yeah. Well, I'm saying they must have been on more because this was just this was not ESPN three. This was just oh, okay. cable channel. Oh, maybe. I don't know. Those are the ones they toted. Yeah. They're like, oh, look, we're a real sport. We're on the Disney Channel. <laughs> okay, guys. Good job. Hey, for what it's Disney worth, there XD. have been good things on good Disney XD. That's well, true. One. I mean, yeah, Gravity Falls is there. That's right. Jason Ferb, I think, lives there. Uh, okay. Mm. Fine. I just oh. thought it was interesting because clearly sitting in a restaurant where... I mean, they do go watch sports games, but they're, I don't think a lot of people are probably showing up there to watch esports. And yeah, here we are playing it on 
normal cable ESPN, probably ESPN too. That's just exciting. I think they did that with uh, Dota. I think was one of the first games that they did that with. Um, I know they did the international. They, I th- Mm, might have been three years ago. Either way, but they're on they're on ESPN three. Uh, I thought they went on to actual ESPN two at one point. I'm not Maybe sure. Not. Maybe not. Either way, it's kind of exciting. I mean, we already have a buttload of viewers online. It'd be interesting to see how well it perform against things like, you know, major sporting event championship series. Either I watch think- it on Twitch or in person. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they they have like a million viewers at a time for the international. A million viewers at a time? Like so including China, I believe. We're a mm-hmm. long ways off from Super Bowl level. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. The question's going to be, speaking of Super Bowl level, the question's going to be as we move into like Fortnite actual seasons and prize pools uh, with the number of people playing that game whether or not their viewership is going to be just, like, massive. Um, I was reading an article earlier today from USA Today. They were talking about how, like, college sports athletes are dropping out because they cannot distract themselves from Fortnite long enough to do their regular <laughs> Great. Like, athletic training. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah, either that or, like, you know, coaches, like... <clears throat> The article was talking about how when people are uh, going to like high schools to recruit, one of the first things they do when they call the potential athletes, they like try to like connect with them via something, right? Because you got to find common ground. So one of the guys was talking about how every time he calls one of the, these potential athletes, he's like, "Hey, man, do you play Fort Hill?" <laughs> Goodness gracious! <laughs> got it. There it is. Which is funny because Janae plays on a volleyball team here in Kansas City, and one of the girls she plays with, her two kids, they're like. I think like 12 and 15 and they showed up to one of the games recently. And so she asked them if they played something and I'm pretty sure she didn't say Fortnite. She said something like Fortnite. And so they totally like blew her off. Like, yeah, play Fortnite. We got 12 kills. What's up? And I was just like, can you ask them if like 12 kills is like lifetime account? Like they have 12 kills total ever. Maybe they're just really bad. Max kills per game. I was very confused. People care about their KD, not like number of kills. And Fortnite? I feel like they care about the number of kills. No, you need your global KD. Yeah, Cam, do you even play Fortnite? Yeah. <laughs> God. Chad's got this uh, add-on that's like an overlay for the game. And so every time he kills somebody, it'll pop up info about their account stats. <laughs> and it'll show them like their global KD and stuff. There's like an like, XK City about that. Whenever you kill a guy in a game, it just shows up like a little blurb about their life. <laughs> <laughs> she has that, three kids. Really it's like, oh, <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> um, let's move on to a couple things in board game world. I've been meaning to ask you guys, have you played Pandemic Legacy? Look, we're too good at that <laughs> game. You gotta just walk away while you're at <laughs> I need someone to talk to about Pandemic Legacy other than the people I play it with. Well, it's killing me. <laughs> Let me tell you, we're very bad at that game anyways. So you're not missing out on like a ton. <laughs> We've gotten to the point where we're like six months in. And if we lose a month, we just automatically play round two of that month that day. Like oh my God. No, nobody can wait to redo the month. 
And then we got done with July's just, I think, like last week. And it was like on a Thursday night or something. And Janae goes, so what are you guys doing this weekend? You want to play Pandemic? Move on August? <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa! A slow, slow down in between, in between months. I just, I'm, uh, will you guys please play? We need to talk more about mm, Pandemic Legacy. Maybe we'll play it at some point. I'm busy that day. Uh, I really You're can't. busy that day. <laughs> try to fit it into the calendar. Okay, fine. Oh, we did. It's not on this list, but we did play um, Thornwatch, finally, since it came out. Oh, you oh, did? Yeah, we did. Yeah. 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 It was, okay. The Caleb, first scenario it, was good. Is it correct. underwhelming the second compared to was Stuff Fables? awful. What? I mean, Stuff Fables is clearly better. But. God, let's not, don't even get him started. <laughs> the point is, one of the scenarios was just not very well designed. At all. What, like, we what? pretty much set up the board, read out the instructions, and went, okay, we can't win. What was the scenario? It was like we had a bunch of villagers, and we were supposed to keep them safe for six rounds. Round one, Caleb killed half of them while he was and, holding back. Yeah, I didn't really try to kill. And then all we went, the... okay, there's no way to save these guys at all. Like, not even close. Interesting. That feels like you're missing something. That's what I kept thinking, but like, does. I don't know what. <laughs> that, also feels, that also feels like completely. Contradictory to the uh, one we played when we were at PAX Unplugged with the tree monster with the bug, like the sprigs or tree sprigs or whatever they were. Like when Cassie it seemed was playing. very difficult for the monster. Yeah, like there was no way she was going to win. Hmm. Well, the one, the one we did before that, like uh, the first one was pretty even. Like I was trying pretty much as hard as I could to win, and we got down to like the last two items essentially that I had to destroy. Yeah. And like it, pr- it came pretty close to the wire. Yeah, I did. But then the second one, it was just like, like we barely played it. We did one half turn, and then it was like, okay, Caleb wins now. Yeah. Let's move on. It was unfortunate. Yeah, not great. Do yeah, both so of you guys don't, don't play buy that. a copy of that game? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We kickstarted I'm, it. And how many scenarios actually, do you know how many there are? A lot. There's a okay. lot. <laughs> like, so you just mark off with permanent mark of the ones that suck and just yeah, move on to the ones that there will be idea. stories because I mean, it's bad. Yeah, it's I feel terrible. like that's pretty consistent across the board. Like, think about playing Betrayal at House on the Hill. Like, there are definitely campaigns that are that's true. just worthless. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're playing Betrayal and a muck flesh comes up, just <laughs> give up immediately, start a new game. It's terrible. <laughs> but then there are now, what ones was the one that we just like, played? Which one? Kind of sucked. Oh, the one we played in... Uh, not actually like, in tabletop. Yeah. Yeah. At um, what? The, oh, what is, is the name that, that where the entire world disappeared? No, that was one of that sounds very like, hard to deal no. with. Yes. You had to like place a bunch of things in the basement or whatever on unoccupied squares. Yeah. Who was the? Was it Cassie again? Cassie. Uh, yeah. Cassie I was the traitor. What you're talking about. Yeah, it was pretty terrible. And she it wasn't like, nearly as good do anything. as the one we yeah. played when we were at PAX with the rats. Where I couldn't roll a dice roll that was good at all ever that entire game. <laughs> but that's not, I mean, what's that called? That's not base betrayal. That's uh, that was betrayal Baldur's, Baldur's Gate. Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, okay. Uh, speaking of betrayal, have we talked about the fact that they're doing a betrayal legacy? Oh my god, wait, that sounds hella dope. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I didn't know about no, this. I'm so hyped. Wait. Really? We've never You're talked about this. You're not lying to me, right? No, I'm not. Yeah, is this I like am... a Caleb goof? Wow. Is it coming out on Switch in August? 
Uh, let me just read you the prompt because it's supposed to be coming out uh, towards November the end of the year. November 9th. Um, oh my God. Betrayal Legacy marries the concept of Betrayal House Amazon. on the Hill, exploring a haunted mansion with the permanency of multi-game storytelling uh, existing in other Legacy games. Uh, players represent families with specific members of family participating in one story, then perhaps an older version of those characters, assuming that they survived, or their descendants showing up in later stories because it's a 13-chapter story taking place over decades. Oh my God, wow. that sounds so cool! And I read yeah, somewhere... I don't remember where I read, but like... Oh, yeah, yeah. On, on actually the post on Amazon, it says chapter span from 1666 to 2004. So, I'm pumped. Yeah. I'm so hyped. I'm so excited that I knew about a game that Caleb didn't kickstart like a decade ago. <laughs> Freaking well, to be fair, is the best day. It wasn't on Kickstarter. <laughs> well, I know That's about the only it. reason. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Oh, that well, sounds yeah, so 75 cool, bucks on Amazon for pre-order. Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's actually going to be that much. I saw it elsewhere where they were talking about how it's going to be in like the mid-50s to low-60s. I think that's just a post on Amazon right now, like a holder. I mean, I'll pay whatever they want. Yeah. It would have been like a bajillion dollars, and I would have been like, all right, I'll take out a loan. I just like... Okay, so every other time we play Legacy, like, um, Pandemic's thing is like a 12-month campaign, and it is literally one year. So things you're doing, like, I mean, they, they affect the game, but it's not like, um, it's not like you're seeing long-term effects of things that, that happen. I mean, clearly there are, there are aspects of the game that change uh, month to month to month. But the idea of, like, having something that changes over decades and decades and decades, and you just play as players' descendants. Um, yeah and or their surviving relatives, and ha that impacts the game. I feel like that takes a lot of understanding of story building, world building, like understanding how time would affect like these different stories. So it probably took a lot of writing in order to get, especially considering the fact that Betrayal is already a lot of writing, because mm -hmm. it's all about haunts. You ever played any Rogue Legacy? Uh, no. You play as descendants of your oh, you do. previous person. Actually, Rogue Legacy is hella dope as well. You should just play it. Yeah, probably. It's Wait, good. I think we've talked. Have we talked about that on the podcast before? It's like probably. an old game. Like, it's pretty old. Not to sound down on it, but it's <laughs> like it's not new. But it's it's a, it's a good roguelike. It's it's very good. Oh, it's okay. So it's like it's, it's a video game. Roguelike it's a video not, game. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. It's roguelike, but it has progression also. Yes. Yeah. I mean, is it fair to just say that roguelike, like progression roguelike stuff is it's essentially just light. video games legacy version? Yes, that's yeah. exactly what I would say. I mean, you could probably say that. Yeah. I mean, that would kind of... Did I just make a good like assessment? A roguelike with legacy <laughs> version. Mm. About a video game? Let's not get carried away. <laughs> Somehow... Somehow you compared a video game to a tabletop game, and it was right. <laughs> That's way know. more complicated than anything I've ever tried to do. Yeah. Hey, man, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> Either way, I'm super pumped. Um, clearly, we don't live in the same place, but I would absolutely love to play this game. Yeah. If we can get it into tabletop sim somehow. Probably can. Give it a week after yeah. it comes out. Like, I'm sure it'll long. be there. I feel like it's going to take a lot of effort to put 
a legacy game into tabletop sim. Like all I mean, the I other think ones Pandemic are. Legacies in there. Yeah. Pandemic probably Seafall. Those called Seafall. Yeah. Yeah, Seafall. Probably that too. Hmm. To get it in a tabletop, you'd have to spoil it for yourself, though, right? Oh, oh yeah. sure. Yeah. I, I, I'm Let somebody sure else do there that. are people who do not care at all, <laughs> and they want it in tabletop so badly that they'll spoil it immediately. For sure. What I'm gonna do is I'll just yeah, we'll just wait. No, we'll just play it on tabletop. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> okay. Man, pandemic legacy. Uh, hey, let's talk about other couple, couple other things board game wise. Um, the Binding of Isaac Kickstarter. Uh, Four Souls is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Um, it ended. I think this week. I think you're right. Sounds right. Um, I was just looking at their stats. They raised 2.6 million of their. Whoa! Something is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, glad those two kids are still together. <laughs> <laughs> um, they raised 2.6 million of their initial 50,000. So I think they they made their goal. They did it pretty well. They yeah. did all right. Yeah. Did you have you guys been paying attention so. since the last time we looked at this? Yeah. Because they put a boss battle in and then like as as they raised money, they just started dropping additional items for the boss battle, which I think is yeah. great. I think everything about how they have done um stretch goals for this, and I think we mentioned this last time, but I think it's, it's just weird. been done so well. <laughs> no, I but think it's, it's so been one of the better Binding of Isaac esque. I mean, I think it is, but it's just so weird. It's Binding of Isaac. I know. It's so freaking weird to begin with. <laughs> I, know, I, I love I... the ones that have, like, social goals. I think that's a really good way to go about getting the word out, but also, like, rewarding people for just engaging with it. Yeah. I, I think, think it's so a really too. cool way to go. Well, because you're still getting something out of it. It just may not be... Like sometimes those stretch goals are about like getting very specific items, and I felt like these were just exactly what you said. They're social goals. You didn't know what specifically you were going to get, mm-hmm. but you knew. I mean, knowing what Binding of Isaac is, having that understanding, that background, and like just seeing how they tried to make that play out within a Kickstarter campaign was neat. It felt like its own little ARG. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And weren't they the ones who did a pretty extensive ARG at one point? Yeah, yeah, they did. Okay, like people were actually digging a hole in a field somewhere, yeah, they and there was like a, a poster. They had to find. Yep, there were a bunch of like missing posters in Boston. I think I don't remember where. I want to say it was Boston, but yeah, pretty Boston. Cool. Yeah, Boston. In Boston. Uh, also, we can talk real quick about the. Well, not real quick. I'm sure it'll take a little bit, but the <laughs> Pathfinder playtest. Oh my god. Oh yeah, I wanted to mention because it comes out well in the logic of the podcast that comes out today <laughs> so pretty exciting i mean yeah we're playing it right now oh it's so fun <laughs> uh, yeah i read i read it all this morning this looks <laughs> great except for multi-classing but like nor multi-classing because it looks bad so do you guys know all of the aspects of what it's going to be prior to release like pretty, or... for the most part they've released yeah. like little like basically summaries of i think each class by now Yep, every class. And I think both of us have read it, read all of them. Mm-hmm. And they sound good for the most part? Yep. There's a few individual things that I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know about that. A couple that. of them are amazing. Like Bard and Sorcerer, the things they've done with them. Yeah, just... no. So <sighs> before, Sorcerers were just like, basically just like Wizards, but slightly different. But now Sorcerers can like, pick whatever spell list they want, and they get all this crazy shit. And they get full progression, which, like, before they were slightly behind, they got, like, 
they learned higher level spells later than wizards, but now it's just like the same. So they're going to be way powerful, I think. They're going to be yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, multi-classing? Like what? I, I just want to uh, know, like what makes so it so I, terrible for this? Like in, in 1.0, there's two types of multi-classing. There's regular multi-classing where you take a level in a different class. And you get okay. all the benefits of that class, but you get nothing from your original class. It's okay. good. It's great. Makes you sense. decide to get that stuff and lose the stuff that you would get normally. The other version of multi-classing, it's called variant multi-classing. You give out half of the feats you get for the entirety of your character. And in return for that, you get some of the minor core mechanics of different classes. That seems well, like it's not worth a it at all. Hey, yes. yeah. It's and terrible. that's the one they're going with for 2.0. Why, why would they do that? I don't know. Wait, did they do variant multiclassing in some other like smaller releases in between 1.0 and 2.0? Like, they probably it did it in Starfinder, if I had to guess. Starfinder is like their sci-fi game, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Attempt? Yeah. I mean, I haven't read it. it. I don't really know good if it's from good. What I hear. Yeah, it could be fun. I haven't read it. Yeah, but I think either. a lot of the things from there, they basically just pulled and were like, yeah, we're going to do that for 2.0. Mm -hmm. I mean, are there people who like variant multiclassing? Apparently. I'm sure there are. Some so, of the developers. The real benefit of variant multiclassing is you can play a class that gets, well, like really it's just spells, but you can play a class that gets spellcasting and you can multiclass without losing your spells. Actually, probably wouldn't okay. be bad levels for of your spells. That's that's the one thing it's good for, because they have extra feats usually, and they yeah. don't want to lose their spells for multiclassing. I mean, so they are, can do the variant multiclassing and they can get other features. Are the classes in 2.0 like super specific to spellcasting? Like, I mean, there are some. Like, I mean, there's no, but I mean, like wizard. general. Is it just like more in general that most of the classes are specific to spellcasting, or at least have them like? And a version I think it's about the same as first. Yeah, it's I mean, where you have classes that are spellcasters, and then you have classes that aren't. Basically, okay. it seems like they're getting rid of a lot of the like half classes casters. that are kind of casters. Yeah, like so Ranger that would make used it to get seem some like spells, but now they're just would, like no. That would make it seem like variant would be an even worse choice. Like I get it if they were like expanding so that more classes were spellcasting or even partial spellcasting, but if they're taking a, that away and just really. You know, making it very evident which classes are spellcasters and which are not, it seems like it's even more of a worse idea. Because it only well, would affect... Especially the way you I, describe I think it, it would just, only affect spellcasters. Yeah, I mean, they still got the same, the same rough, like, um, percentage, like, ratio between spellcasting and non-spellcasting classes. I don't, I don't know that that's getting worse in 2.0. I just think it's only going to be useful for spellcasting classes because anyone else is going to want to use those feats for very important things for their class. To be fair, that's kind of the opposite as it was in 1.0, where spellcasters never multiclass, and if you weren't spellcasting, you always multiclass. Right, but so I'm it's almost the just variant like flipping multiclassing. That. Yeah, yeah, but right. it's kind of just flipping the dynamic where now spellcasters probably want to multiclass a lot, and they just ruined it for non-spellcasters. Oh. Yeah, that's actually a really bad idea because spellcasters are always more powerful than martial classes anyway yeah that's true and now you're offering a more versatility to be fair they also made feats for spellcasters a lot better because now they're basically just class features <laughs> but you get to pick and choose but yeah you're giving away some of those feats right to be variant yeah okay. so maybe so that at balances. least they're trying to balance it out yeah okay 
Maybe but we'll we'll see it how it ties out. in. It also ties in with archetypes. You can only take an archetype or multi-class at you one at a time. Both? So Ooh. you have to. I think what you have to do is you have to take. There's like a dedication feat that you have to take to be part of that archetype or that multi-class. Um, and then you have to take two other feats in that tree before you can take a different dedication feat. So it forces you to go up the tree a little bit in that archetype or that class. So you can't just be like before you can do another one. Essentially, yeah, you have to. Okay, you have to commit to whatever that is. Yeah, at, at least, least for a little short bit period of time. Is there anything else new that they're introducing that's different? Like so significantly dude. different than 1.0? No. Like the base game mechanics. I was going to say, uh, <laughs> actions are probably the biggest thing. So before, Pathfinder was honestly kind of a mess with actions. It was. You yep. had move action, standard action, swift action, immediate action, free action. Now, yep. you get three actions. Just period. Period. You That's get what you three. get. You I also think you get still a have reaction. a reaction, yes. Okay. But your action can be moving, fighting, casting a spell other Doing stuff various other things. like yeah it's just, just it's so much cleaner i mean is reaction like opportunity yes. sort of stuff i okay. think it's exactly like yeah. that okay mm-hmm. and Do not you, everybody I, starts with a reaction i think i it's like kind of gross but fine the movement from not all pa- of them start with the ability to attack opportunity that's yeah. that's what it is sorry yeah i just i was just gonna say i, I like the idea of moving from because that does seem confusing especially isn't oh, pathfinder supposed confusing. to be the like D intro I wouldn't. I, would not I mean, say especially that. not with recent releases of D anD D. Like yeah. four and five e are like piss easy. <laughs> like to yeah, pick up like, and play. Like I think if you so don't know how to play, start. you can just pick it up and be like, oh, "Okay, I get it." Yeah. Okay. Pathfinder's more. It's it was easier than three point five because three point oh five was a nightmare. Yes. But then I think after D anD D three point five, they went, "Whoa, let's make it so a human can play." And okay. in my opinion, they've gone completely the other direction too far. But do you think mm-hmm. when they go through like they 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 like iterate through these different versions of D and D, like did they just have a different person in charge and their personality dictates like a lot of the base mechanics? I would not be surprised at all. <laughs> like I feel like just a super nerd who knows like all of the statistics about all of the characters in every campaign they've ever played. And then well, they just I feel like, like it's a lot of the same people making each version. Sometimes, though, I do get concerned that they don't know how to play their own game. <laughs> <laughs> when like, you read a rule and it's like, this is going to be so broken. Or like when you hear that one of the designers thinks Monk is so powerful because it has so many <laughs> class features. And oh my like, gosh. For anyone who hasn't played, Monk sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> it's borderline unplayable. Like, yeah. yes, they have a lot of class features, but their features are like, you fall slower. You can jump further. Oh my it's gosh. Like, oh, man. Now I'll win. They're bad. <laughs> They're very bad. Do you th- I mean, there's a lot of rules in Pathfinder, though. There like, are. I, you can't, I oh, mean, yeah. uh, you can't perfectly balance it for sure. Well, and clearly, this is just like a playtest for this, right? Yeah. So, I yeah, mean, when do they intend on releasing 2.0? I think a year after the playtest. Okay, so there's a lot of like rebalancing effort that they're gonna go through. Man, I hope so. <laughs> I just hope they don't make it worse. Like if there you're is... listening to this podcast, here's what we need to start with. There is one really cool mechanic that they're adding, which is um, the way you can crit mm-hmm. succeed and crit fail, and regular succeed and regular fail. Whereas before, you could roll a twenty and crit, crit succeed on some things, and roll a one and crit fail on things. But now there's a there's a setting where if you are ten below or ten above, 
the DC, you crit, fail, or succeed, oh. respectively. And for spells, they actually cause different effects. So, like, the normal level of the oh, effects, cool. if you just fail it, is, like, you're frightened for a round or something. And if you crit fail it, you're, like, frightened for five rounds or something. Or if That's you crit succeed, cool. nothing happens. And if you just succeed, you're just, like, scared a little bit or something. It makes... So it's, like, a modifier on abilities. Yes. Like, for, for crits. Yeah. Instead of just, like, doing double damage, you're, something else is going to well, happen. Something different. you had a lot of spells before that were, like, it offered this save. If they made it, it did the thing. No, if they made it, nothing happened. If they didn't make it, it did the thing. Yeah. Now you have and, kind of more of a spectrum of partial effects, which makes those spells kind of way better. Are those like yeah. spell specific, or are they just like sort of like large swaths? Yeah, they're swaths over specific. Large swaths. Gee, man, listen <laughs> to my English. Largest swaths over all of the spells <laughs> of the night class. Nah, each spell has its own levels, and it okay. says exactly what happens for those levels. The real problem was in one o, they had. These spells called Saver Sucks, which were like sleep, for instance, is one of them. I guess sleep is a bad example. Well, hold person. Slumber. There we okay. go. Hold person, which would hold a humanoid in place. They couldn't do anything. They were paralyzed if they failed the save. If they succeeded on the save, literally nothing happened. You just wasted your turn. Now, okay. there's levels to it. So if they crit succeed, it's still a you kind of waste your turn. But if they just succeed on the save, you're still having some sort of effect. And it makes it useful almost always instead of oh, that's 50 nice. 50. So it's not just like on or off, it's like levels of mm-hmm. what yeah. this cast is going to do. That's going to make the and game way more dynamic, probably. Exactly. Yes, yep. for sure. Which I feel like that probably so is something that just soaks into pretty much anything that's RPG. Like it always feels like black and white. Like either it's a perfect success or a perfect failure sort of thing. There's yeah. nothing in between. Uh, it depends on the RPG a lot. D&D, I think that's very much the case, but there are a lot of other games that are not that way. Much more balanced. Yeah. Hmm. They have, like, spectrums of effects, essentially. Actually, the game I'm playing right now is coming villainy with some friends. The D6-based game, and if you roll 1 through 3, it's a fail. If you roll 4 or 5, it's a success with a, like, consequence. And if you roll 6, it's a success. Hmm. So it's a, a game kind of designed where you fail a decent amount of the time and you have to deal with those failures, but it still has like a s- spectrum of success. Uh, so I was going to ask you, as far as participation in the playtest, like, what is that? You can just go download the playtest. Okay, yep. so it's just like a print and play sort of, mm-hmm. well, not even really yeah. print and play. There's not a lot to print other than yeah, not really print. the rule book. Hmm. Well, that'll be interesting. I, yeah, I'm very excited. I'm, I like the, the just the sort of dynamic nature of what they're doing with, with roles. So, I mean, for me, that'll change a lot in terms of the game mechanics. Yeah, and it seems like it's going to be much easier to pick up and learn Yeah, than Pathfinder 1. I wanted to make mention before we depart from board games, have any of you guys ever watched uh, The Dragon's Tomb on YouTube? Nope. Mm-mm. Okay. He is a... He like does, he's like an instructional guy for video or for board games so if you want to learn a board game you go watch his channel right and then learn how to play however every single one of his videos is just completely not the correct directions (laughs) on how to play the game but it's made up in a way that you could literally play the game that way (laughs) so one of my favorite ones i've seen recently is he does ticket to ride 
And at the very beginning of the video, he talks about how Ticket to Ride's, like, the goal of the game is to collect the most amount of trash. Because there are <laughs> trash bins just strewn across the United States. And he, like, just, it shows the trash bins, and it's just the trains turned upside down. And that's what you're collecting <laughs> trash in. And so at the beginning of the game, you draw, like, cards. And in Ticket to Ride, right, you draw a, like, path that you have to complete. Uh, but in, in this version, each player gets dealt one card face up. And then they place trash bins along that route from point A to point B. Um, and then what they're doing throughout the game is they're they're picking up trash from the trash pile, which is all of the train cars, and they're filling <laughs> they're filling their their cars or their well they're not cars anymore, but they're filling their trash bins with that trash and then removing those pieces from the board. <laughs> so if you had to go from like L.A. to New York, you're like collecting all of this trash from L.A. to New York, and when you're done, this is the best part. When you complete your thing, you get one point, and it's the first person to 100 wins. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the game would last for forever. I love it. That's anyway, funny. This, this sounds amazing. Like, all of his videos. I've watched several. I watched, he did one on Catan. Um, he's definitely done, the, like I said, he's done the one on Ticket to Riot, and he's done a bunch more, but he, like, just completely changes the directions and the instructions for the game and makes it something that just sounds so... Like potentially believable if you've never played it before, but for people who have played the game, it's just absolutely ridiculous. That's cool. So yeah, I'd encourage you if you've never seen it, you should you should definitely go watch it. Alex, are you live? Yeah, I'm alive. Oh man! Damn it. Thought we got I... him that time. Got him. Didn't have anything to add to that Pathfinder discussion. Oh, man. <laughs> it's okay. We'll play it with that you, buddy. Went way over my head. Aww. Like that. Now I know how. Uh, other people feel when we talk about games and they don't play games and they try to listen to the podcast mm. like Shay and stuff see that tells me that i need to play more DD and pathfinder because i feel like that did not really go over my head dude but okay. i never ever play when 2.0 comes out we'll hit you up <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i love it's, only, it's in three love days the times so we've like... played but oh, every time when we recorded it I, it's just i don't know <laughs> shit he <laughs> <laughs> meant eight Jupiter days. I'll edit oh, that it out, comes guys. Out Don't worry. Today. It came out today. We can play it right now. We'll play it today. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> um, just wanted to move on to a couple other things. Um, film wise, I was reading earlier about films that may remedy the issue of video games and/or board games being converted into movies, um, and how that's a serious problem because, like, if you've ever seen Assassin's Creed the movie you'll realize that you should never go watch a video game movie ever again. <laughs> um, but they are actually working on a movie for The Division. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be any good. Probably but not. Was The Division any good? I know a lot of people that seem to like The Division. I mean, okay, people like a lot of bad things, though. <laughs> Division's an alright game. Um, the important part about the movie is, though, they are picking up Jake Gyllenhaal and Jessica Chastain. So they're clearly not going with people who are not good at acting. But wasn't Jake Gyllenhaal in Prince of Persia? And didn't that suck? <laughs> he was. Yeah. For what it's worth, yes. But serves. he has been in a lot of really good movies. Sure. Uh, and wasn't and Michael Fassbender think... in Assassin's Creed? <laughs> okay. Yep. Yes, fine. <laughs> but they also picked up the guy who directed uh, Deadpool to direct the movie. Oh, word? Yeah. Hmm. David Litch or Leitch or however you pronounce his name. I don't know. But we'll see. I don't know. Actually, he didn't do Deadpool. He did the second Deadpool. Deadpool 2. So I guess oh, if you, that's the if you preferred one. One, or, one over the other. I think everybody likes the first one. 
Yeah. I like the first one better, better, than, the better one. than the second one. But I mean, mm-hmm. here we are. We've arrived again at how most sequels just are not as good as their original movies as the OG. Oh man, he's and also here, directing Hobbs and Shaw. This guy must be really good. And here, in, interject Brock's voice. Sister Act Two was better than Sister Act. <laughs> Got him. We <laughs> Alex and I got a random text one day. Just hey, I rock. was in on that. Oh, that's right. You were in on that too. Sister Act Two is better than the original. We're like, what? I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> I feel it's like he was listening about. to a podcast. I feel like all like... he said was Sister Act Two. I feel like that's all he sent. Oh, it might have been. It might have been. And Sister we were like, Act what 2. are you talking about? It's better than the original. Cool. <laughs> yeah, you guys talked about it in the podcast. I was listening on the train today. <laughs> oh, now I get it. No context commentator. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Hobbs mm. and Shaw is the Fast and Furious spinoff movie. <laughs> oh my god, of course Wait it is. Wait a second. They're oh. making one about freaking Dwayne Hobbs Johnson and, and Jason Statham? Yeah. It's just... To be fair, that sounds amazing. That's <laughs> that sounds so good. That's all I want. Uh... I I don't remember if we talked. Did we talk about Kill a Kill season two last? We podcast? did not. Okay, I'm pretty so. sure we haven't done a podcast since like that news came out. We haven't done a podcast. This is our well. We had the Ant Man and the Wasp podcast. Yeah, but we didn't talk ago. about this then. Your is this your favorite anime? Yes, it's one of my favorite <laughs> things on this earth. I <laughs> have watched five minutes of the first episode of the first season, and I was <laughs> so just like, what? Is yeah. going on. See, that's the part yeah. where I pretty much knew it was going to be one of my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, they got it. When the dude walks in the door of the classroom, the class. yeah, yes. he's just like five times the size of a normal <laughs> human <laughs> being. Great. So uh, overly stylized. It's amazing. It's very good. It is the fastest an anime has ever caught my attention. Like, Makes sense. With the, within the first two minutes of that show, I'm like, okay. It is yes, yeah. The well, fastest like anime. That is yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the fastest like anime. That is the reaction that anyone's gonna have to that. Either the first two minutes they're just gonna turn it off, or the first two minutes they're gonna be hooked. Makes sense. Yeah. See, I watched like the first like two or three minutes, and I was like, "This is not my anime." <laughs> Later, I came back and I watched it. It was great. It's so good. Oh wow. my gosh. Okay. Like I, the best way I describe Kill a Kill is. I watched the first episode, and I was like, there's no way they can keep escalating from here. <laughs> and then every episode, they escalated from there. Yeah. I feel like getting your hopes up about season two might be difficult, because how there can they go anywhere from here? Here's the problem with making a sequel to my favorite anime. You're going to disappoint me, probably. <laughs> so, like, I'm hey, not man, actually that hyped. I wasn't disappointed by Konosuba. I mean, sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm apprehensive, especially after fucking... Whatever that show is, they just finished. About sex robots. Oh, Darling in the Franks. Darling <laughs> in the Franks. <laughs> about to be sex fair, robots. It the is first 15 episodes were amazing. They're really good. They're pretty good. They're really good. I don't... I... They're not Kill a Kill Hovel. No, no, they're no, not. They're not. And like, I don't know, maybe they have a lot of cool ideas for Kill a Kill Season 2. Or maybe they were like, Lego man, space. wouldn't it be cool if we made like a bunch of money? And just made a sequel it, to that really popular thing? If they go to space at the end of it. Is it just, like, is it difficult yeah. to make, I mean, clearly I haven't seen the anime, but is it difficult to make a season two of this just because of where they left off? Not especially. Or... At the end of season one, they graduate high school. <laughs> okay, so it's just literally like, it's going to be hard to top how good it was. I, that, how is, that is my main concern. Like, it was. Okay. 
I don't know that it's a trick that works twice. Just being completely insane and keep escalating and escalating and escalating. Yeah. Okay, so it still has to do with like the st- the stylization of the show. Essentially, they, it's going to be very difficult to maintain that that curve of just crazy over the top anime style. The amount of crazy that that show gets. It's not like you can keep on like how do you keep on getting more crazy okay. than that? Exactly. Me this. Like you go to space. The first time yes. I went to space. The first time you guys described um, you go to space mix. Or it may have been Alex described One Punch Man to me. Oh, man. It was like every fight gets more and more crazy. And I felt like it did. Like, you know, I would I love that show, and I'm excited for season two if it ever decides to come out in 2032. Um, but is it, like, same sort of context? Like, going to be hard to do a follow-up to that as well? Or is this just, is Kill a Kill just so much more over the top that... I think there's so many things you could explore in One Punch Man. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like they barely touched any of their lore. I'll agree with that. Yep. Because well, it's such a ridiculous premise. Yeah, let's have like, a League of Superheroes where we rate them. Like, why is Saitama so strong? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe we talk about that. Because he does 100 push-ups, 100 <laughs> sit-ups. And he runs 100 kilometers or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that is the best. And he looks at him and he's like, are you joking? <laughs> it's not even a workout? God, that's, that show is very good. Yeah, I really enjoyed that show. You get to the final fight and it's like all intense, like a Dragon Ball Z fight and everything. And you're like, holy crap, is Saitama actually like getting matched yeah, by more somebody? Than one punch. Yeah, and then he's like, okay, fine. I guess I'll, I'll try. Is that when he uses 100 regular punches? <laughs> consecutive, yeah. consecutive normal, normal punches. punches. There it is. Sorry. I couldn't remember exactly what it was called. So good. <laughs> this special attack. Yeah. <laughs> that show is so good. Aaron, yeah, though, season uh, two Mos has Psycho. been announced forever. Yeah, it's been announced. Oh, like, yeah, yeah but it's not out. No. no. When Aaron, is... have you watched Mob Psycho 100? I have not. Okay, but in I the same did, that did One Punch Man. Is it like in the same realm of like style? Then I mean, like what? Like what should I expect? Other? I mean, when you the say animation that, style is similar. Okay. Uh, the overall plot is. I mean, it it has like parallels. To One Punch Man. I would like, say there's a super similar. strong main character. Mm-hmm. It's not so like, much a comedy though. Like no, One Punch Man a... is very much tongue in cheek, silly, goofy, fun times. One Punch Man, or uh, sorry, Mob Psycho is more serious. I guess like it's still goofy. I'd say a little bit more serious, not a whole lot. I don't think. You know, I liked One Punch Man. I I normally don't like things where the main character is so overpowered that it's like, how can you even make a you know, a story that would he would even like have issues. It's like one, yeah, of, the, one of my loves. See, it's like yeah. one of my main concerns with things like Superman. Mm. Like, like well, okay, I mean, Man of Steel lame, was amazing. So, like, you know, they nailed it. Batman v Superman, another classic. Got it. Vicious. But I really liked One Punch Man from that aspect. Like, I mm. think they played to that very well. I mean. One Punch Man is specifically like a satire of that style of character. Okay, I'll give you that. Like, like that's their, their whole point. His name is One Punch Man. Like he gives everybody one punch. Fine, fine. Uh, I, I, does anybody have anything else we need to talk about? 
We have a very short list. Yeah, this Alex, week. what else have we been playing? Tell us <laughs> more about that. <laughs> have we mentioned there's a Konosuba movie coming out at some point? I don't know if we mentioned that. I don't think so. Okay, well, there's a Konosuba movie <laughs> coming out at some point. Oh, cool! Perfect. That's super duper exciting because that's my favorite anime. Well, here's a better question Where the fuck is season three? Never. I would happen. rather have a season three, dude. I mean, I would too, but I'll take what I can get, man. Oh! Okay, now that we're talking about anime, if we really want something else to talk about, I've been watching this show called Cells at Work. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like an anime about the cells in your body. Oh, great. Osmosis Jones? fucking great. It's very similar. Osmosis Jones. What a movie. It's really good. I would recommend checking it out. The white blood cells are like dead-eyed psychopaths who murder things with knives. (laughs) Red blood cells are a little like adorable couriers. (laughs) Platelets are, like, these adorable little, like, um... Oh, why am I blanking on the word? Like, tiny little girl adorable... Yeah, like, toddler construction workers. It's really good. Chibi. (laughs) That makes me want to go watch Osmosis Jones now. I mean, watch Osmosis Jones. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. (laughs) Why did you say, wow, what, Caleb? Yeah, get out of here. I feel like it's not It's called film. It's art. <laughs> oh, he's got Bill Murray, and that's the best part. Back on this topic, Bill Murray. A... No, <laughs> on things being art. Where's Frank oh, when you need him? There's video a video games art. Yeah, yeah. New, new Dragon Ball Super movie coming out in January. Oh, gonna make Broly canon. Was he not canon before? No, he was not. <laughs> that's weird. I'm very excited. I'm gonna go see it in theaters. Oh my gosh! Are they gonna show it in theaters? Yeah. Oh, cool. I, I looked up Kill a Kill two, and one of the first things that came up was a petition on Change.org for Kill a Kill <laughs> season two. What? <laughs> Damn the guys! <laughs> what the fuck? Getting started or insane? Hmm. Oh, I mean, really? I guess it worked. Got him. <laughs> hey, yeah, right. I guess you're not wrong. On uh, on that note, um, we're probably going to catch you later before we leave. Make sure you check out the website again, www.wearetherizen.com. We have a bunch of old content on there that Caleb posted like well over a year ago. Um, <laughs> there's also some other random videos uh, as well as some of our older podcasts, which are great as well. So uh, we will catch you next time. See ya. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Fetterkyle, and Caleb Juno. This week's music was again brought to you by Amair, A-M-A-I-R. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Also, this week's podcast was again brought to you by Reclaim Industrial, a small but amazing shop of makers, designers, and fabricators based out of Bluemont, Virginia. You can check out their website at www.reclaimindustrial.com. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. Again, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll catch you next time.